Squiggle. Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar de Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard Sir Royal Dalcount the Parliaments with Scream Mother Scream. Today on the Nardwar de Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with the Elixirs from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, who are playing next Friday night with. The Highballs and Leslie and the Lies from Iowa. Right now on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, we'd like to greet you with an emergency. Baby stole my heart from me 
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the record Kids Stuff. And the track we heard there was Whatever Turns You On. Now, the interesting thing is, this is from the record Kid Stuff, featuring the kids and the songs from the hit CTV show, Kid Stuff. And that was Whatever Turns You On. And before that, we heard a little bit of the highballs, who are going to be playing next Friday night at the Lamplighter with... The Elixirs, who will be on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show shortly. That was the highballs. And before the highballs, we heard Need Your Lovin' by Ian McLaughlin, an early version of The Small Faces. Well, just at least with him on keyboards there. And that was Need Your Lovin' by the Mule Skinners. And before that, we heard Buzz with the Fuzz. And that was by Teddy Wadmore. Now, a little background on Teddy Wadmore. Here's a little information on it. Suitably, this demonstration acetate from June 1964 was initially sent to the headquarters of the satirical Private Eye magazine, predating the version by Chris Farlow and the Thunderbirds from July 65, which itself hastily was withdrawn as a consequence of pressure from the establishment for fear of ridiculing the police force. Teddy Wadmore neverly, uh, never officially recorded and presumably is still doing time. That was Buzz with the Fuzz from England, 1964. And before that, the Alan Brown set with Emergency. Right now, we're going to play something by a band from Ottawa, Ontario called Harshi. I got this CD because a few years ago, I was in a Dominion Tavern in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, watching some bands, and a gentleman came up to me and presented me with this CD as I went to the washroom. One of his friends is Squirrel Boy. Squirrel Boy is an incredible character. He used to be a roadie for Furnace Face, and he goes to all the gigs in Ottawa, and I think he's also a part of that big exclaim hockey cup that happens every year, and I think it's happening very soon in Toronto. At that particular gig, I remember Squirrel Boy coming up to him and going, hey, you want some beef jerky? I was like, yeah, sure, I'm hungry. I started eating it, and he said, yeah, I just shot that today. He had shot some venison and then brought it down for us to eat at the gig. I thought that was absolutely amazing. This goes out to Squirrel Boy. And this is by the band Harshi. Squirrel Boy's not in the bad Harshi, but I think Squirrel Boy will appreciate this song here, which is a cover of Devo's classic Mongoloid. And right after that, an interview with the Elixirs on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, Columbia, Canada, the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show.
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and an Ardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have on the line right now? Hello, are you there, caller? I am indeed, Nardwar. How are you? I'm doing good, and who are you? <laughs> My name is Bobby Joe. I play with a band called The Elixirs from Vancouver. Bobby, who else is in The Elixirs? Well, uh, we have Dave Jens on drums and Chris King on bass, and I play guitar and I sing. And, of course, you're playing next week in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada at The Lamplighter. Yes, that show's going to go off for I, sure. I played a track earlier on an Ardwater Human Survey Radio show by The Highballs. What can you tell me about the bands playing? and about the highballs. Well, the highballs are a high energy. They're wonderful. They're actually, they wear cool hats and they've got lots of horns and they just go nuts. They're a Mexican, regional Mexican garage ska band and they're lots of fun. Uh, Other bands we have on the bill, um, the Golden Wedding Band is opening for us and they're brilliant. They play Dixieland Ragtime and they're off the hook as well. They have uh, lots of horns and they're lots of fun. And I can't tell you much about uh, Leslie and the Lies, who are also playing. That's the internet sensation from Iowa. She's going to be she's going to be joining us with her hip hop comedy act. And I, from what I understand, there's going to be lots of gold spandex pants and uh, gem sweaters going on with her show. And that's all next Friday night at the Lamplighter in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Now, can you please tell me, Bobby Joe? The Subhumans. What's the connection between your band, the Elixirs, and the Subhumans from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada? <laughs> there, there isn't Solemn Fist. Yes, sure. could you explain about um, that, my, please? My drummer Dave used to play with uh, Solemn Fist. Um, and, uh, yeah, he gives a shout-out to you. He wants me to say hello for him. Now, who were Solemn Fist? Um, I don't know much about uh, Dave's old band, actually. Uh, from what I understand, they were a punk band, and they played a little bit about, uh, around Vancouver and, uh, and on the island. So. And they were the backup band to Wimpy Roy of the legendary Vancouver punk band, of The course, Subhumans. Of course, Dave told me that. It slipped my mind. And I wanted to mention that because punk subhumans connection to the elixirs, but there's also, on the other end of the spectrum, an in-sync connection from punk to in-sync. What's <laughs> going on, Bobby Joe, of the elixirs? Well, earlier on in the year, we met uh, a man by the name of Vince DiGiorgio, who, um, who was an A&R guy with RCA Records for five years, and he got a hold of our CD. And uh, now um, he, wants to, he wants to publish some of our songs, but... Um, yeah, he's he's been around and about um, around and about trying to promote us. But uh, the funny thing is, he actually is responsible for signing InSync. <laughs> so, so yeah, we've got a connection to JT for sure. You have a JT connection and a punk connection with the Subhumans, but it doesn't stop there. There is also some sort of thread here that takes you all the way to Kanye West too. <laughs> is there? Yes. I didn't know that. You both have a song called Gold Digger. Of course. Of course. But your song is not a cover of Kanye West, is it? No, not at all. This is an original song that I wrote, and uh, yeah, it's a fun one to play live. We'll definitely be doing it uh, at the show on the 30th. 
And, uh, yeah, live people just shout, it, shout out stuff, and we get the whole crowd involved. So it's a lot of fun. So does that typify the elixirs there, Bobby Joe, of the elixirs? You have the punk with the subhumans. You have the top 40 there with sync, <laughs> And then you have the WAP there with Kanye West. Are those the influences <laughs> of the elixirs? I have to say not at all. Those are those are freak freak connections for sure. Um, our influences would be mostly ska music, and um, and we've got a little rockabilly in there and some reggae and uh, some mild punk with our stuff. But we're mostly a pop rock band. Um, really, really, you know, I I don't know. I think our tunes are great. So some good some good music in general. Bobby Joe of the Elixir is playing next Friday night at the Lamplighter in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. You also have a song called Forget About It. Yes, we uh, just shot a video for that song, which is going to be released at the end of April. Not sure exactly what we're doing with it yet, but definitely it will be up on our website and on our MySpace, and we might even throw it up on YouTube. What's the theme of the video? Um, it's uh, a friend of ours. Uh, a friend of ours, William Zukovich, he, he came up to us one day and he thought that it would be neat to shoot a video that had um, couples all the way through the video. So basically it's going to be shots of just people being couples and, um, you know, shots of the band in their performing. So I haven't seen it yet. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but uh, he's got a brilliant mind, so I'm sure he'll come up with something really sweet. One of the lyrics in Forget About It is, Take the troubles on the chin. Yeah. You took some troubles on the chin almost, didn't you, in Nanaimo the other day? <laughs> we did. We played a show in Nanaimo last month, and, um, yeah, I had to get some skinheads kicked out of the bar that threatened to fight with us and uh, wouldn't, wouldn't stop that touching and moving my microphone around. So uh, after me telling them to uh, cut it out, and they didn't, I got pretty upset and I called out on the bouncer and they were removed within seconds but uh, luckily luckily they were removed because apparently they went across the street and started a fight with some other people and um, the guy the main guy that was bothering me he got both his legs broken and spent the night in the hospital which was quite a uh, <laughs> quite a karmically driven story I suppose take the troubles on the chin <laughs> by the elixirs <laughs> From Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, who also have a song called Lonely, Bobby Joe. You also have a song called Lonely. Yes, I do. One of the lyrics, I'd swear, says, ass cubes in the mouth. <laughs> What's going on there? <laughs> what, is an ass, what is an ass cube? I don't know. I don't even know what lyric you're talking about, and I wrote it. Ass cubes in the mouth on your song Lonely. What are the lyrics to the song Lonely? Which part of the song is it in? Ass cubes in her mouth. I don't know. I don't think that's the lyric in the song. That's what I heard. Ass cubes. So I was wondering, what is an ass cube wow. there? Wow. Well, I don't know. Um, um, I, I don't know what an ass cube is either. I wish I did, though. Bobby Joe, for people that want to know what you look like, could you please describe the band? I saw some photos of you, and you're wearing a glove. You wear a glove. I don't just wear one. I sometimes wear two. 
too. It's not a Michael Jackson thing um, or or a JT thing in any in any circumstance. No, sometimes I wear you know fishnet gloves or little lace gloves, whatever. Sometimes I dress a little bit rockabilly. Sometimes more on the punk side. I like fashion. Um, I like short skirts and I like fishnet stockings. And I guess uh, sometimes gloves go along with that. How about the other guys in the band? What do they look like? Well, Chris has uh, big hair, big curly hair that you could park a car in. Now he loves his curly hair. Is that the bass player? (laughs) Pardon me? Is that the bass player? It is. Chris King is the bass player. And uh, sometimes he likes to wear... You know, shirts with spinal tap pictures on it or Johnny Cash and stuff like that. And uh, Dave's kind of more like a T-shirt and jeans guy, but he likes to take his shirt off pretty much uh, three songs into every set we play. So if you want to see some nudity, come on down to the show. Next Friday night at the Lamplighter, the instruments that you all play, do you play a Rickenbacker? It looked like Chris was playing a Hofner bass or some sort of violin it's, bass. It's, it's a Hofner ripoff. It's it's kind of a look-alike. I think it's a Gibson he plays or something. I, I don't know exactly what it is. It looks pretty cool. I saw another photo. I'm not sure if it was him, though. Somebody playing bass, and they were playing a really metal bass, a real metal-looking bass. How long have, has he been playing the Hofner? Cause he that, had... Well, he's got a few different basses. Um, I think he plays them all for looks. <laughs> He'd kill me if I said that. Like, which bass was he playing when you got attacked by skinheads? Maybe the skinheads didn't like the Hoffner. Which... Yeah, if that's the one. That's the one he was playing. Perhaps they didn't. I'm sure he didn't look too threatening with that in his hands, but, uh, but yeah. So, so he occasionally does bust out the metal bass then, because doesn't he have a metal-looking bass? He's got a metal-looking bass too, doesn't he? He does, but uh, lately he's been using the Hoffner-looking bass, so... Yeah, um, and I play a Rickenbacker. It's a it's a '79. Uh, was a 12 string. I took six of the strings off because I liked I liked playing it better with six strings. And Bobby Joe of the Elixirs, you have a banner too. I saw some photos of you with a banner behind you. You have a banner. We do indeed. When did you decide to get a banner? Well, we decided to get a banner. Um, really, um, like maybe. T- I don't know, five months into being a band, we decided to get a banner. And funny enough, when Dave joined the band, that's our drummer, he thought we'd been together for about four years because we had a banner. I knew. like, Dave, it's only been two years. You joined us after a year. That's very exciting, the banner. I mean, I get excited by banners. (laughs) It does impress people, doesn't it, having a banner? I think it must. How big is your banner? I don't know, really. I'm not the one that put in the order for it, but I'm guessing it's about, what, five feet by a foot and a half or two feet? It's not really a huge banner, but it does impress people. Yeah, I guess it does. It impressed you. And you guys traveled all the way across the country with the Kilt Lifters. We did, indeed. On the Puke and Rally Tour? Yes, the Puke and Rally Tour. That was seven guys and you, Bobby Joe, of the Elixirs across the country. Yeah, I had to travel with seven guys in a Suburban for 17 days. It was uh, pretty intense. And hence, puke and rally? Is that accurately described, puke and rally? Yeah, I guess. I guess a a couple of people puked on the tour. I wasn't one of them. Um, Everybody rallied, though. We we played hard when we we, uh, went out, so... So, yeah. Well, how hard did you play? Because I looked at your tour schedule, and at one point there, it looked like you had no gigs between Edmonton and Toronto. Oh, interesting you you mentioned that. What happened was Matt Carter, who sometimes plays sax with us, he's in the Kilt Lifters, 
he had to fly back for graduation. He was graduating um, um, university, and he had to go back for his graduation. So we actually decided we would drive, continue to drive across the country and meet up with him in Ontario. So was that pretty difficult? Because when you're not playing, you're not paying. And when you're not paying, you're fighting. Was that the hardest part? <laughs> well, we pretty much drove straight. So um, we didn't uh, stop to pay for any hotels or anything like that. Um, it, was, it was a bit stir-crazy, though. But uh, then it was only uh, seven of us in total in the Suburban because, of course, Matt wasn't there. And I believe, I believe one of the other Kiltlifter members um, flew ahead home to Ontario because his family was there. So he decided to visit them for three days and wait for us to show up. He didn't want to do the drive with us. But uh, without, without the two of them, that left us with six. So it was quite a comfortable drive for those three days. You also played the VAT in Red Deer. What's that like? Red Deer. Uh, Red Deer actually was a, was a fun show. And uh, I, called, I called the VAT to see if we could play again on our Western Canada tour. That's coming up in June. But um, apparently they're already booked for that day. So we're going to do it next time. But it was fun. Red Deer was fun. We actually saw a truck with uh, balls, metal balls attached, like it was a big bull truck or whatever that I've got pictures of. I'll send you some. It's pretty funny. Bobby Joe of the Elixirs playing next Friday night in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada <coughs> at the Lamplighter. Yes. Quadra Island? Did you Quadra play, Island? Did you play on Quadra Island? Wow, you do your research. I see you You took a... Yeah, Quadra Island was fun. We got to stay in a, in a cabin, actually. Quadra Island lent us their cabin, cabin for the night, so... It was pretty sweet. We woke up and we were right on the water. Whereabouts did you play on the island? Was it a hall? What sort it, of gig it was, was it like? It was some sort of it was some sort of community hall. I'm not sure what the name of it was, but um, I, I don't even know what the event was. It was some sort of it was some sort of youth party. Um, so yeah. Bobby Joe of the Elixirs was your first gig New Year's Eve 2004. Was that your first gig it on New Year's indeed, Eve? Yeah, we played with. Um, we played, we played with the Hounds of Buskerville and Dub Freak. It was lots of fun. Sawbucks Neighborhood Pub in White Rock. That's <laughs> a lot of good people in White Rock. Yeah, that sounds like an interesting venue to play. Is that one of the more interesting venues you, you've played, Sawbucks Neighborhood Pub in well, White Rock? I don't know. It was, it was all right. It was, uh, we played with Skaboom. They asked us to come out and play a weekend with them, so we did that. And I wouldn't say it was the most interesting venue we've ever played at, but definitely it was, it was a nice venue. It was quite big. What was the most interesting venue that you've played at? Oh, dear. I don't know. Sawbucks Neighborhood Pub in White Rock. My favorite venue to play is the Railway Club, hands down, um, and the Lamplighter, of course. <laughs> Bobby <laughs> Joe of the Elixirs, do you have a double? No. Because I'm confused about you. Okay. Bobby Joe Moore is a high-spirited and talented Canadian artist. <laughs> you can... <laughs> wow. Yeah, I had a solo album out before, um, before I started the Elixirs. Bo you can catch Bobby Joe performing in Vancouver pubs three times a week. Yes, I was. I was doing my, uh, doing my groundwork, going out to open mics. And what was that like? What sort of music were you playing then? I was playing pop, pop rock, but more on the singer-songwriter style of things. And, um, yeah, it was fun. But then I, I finished my album, and I went to Ireland for a month or two and, 
And then I came back and I wanted to start a ska band, so that's what I did. She has a natural ambience on stage and captivates her audiences with her cleverly crafted lyrics and memorable melodies. Her voice has been described as cotton candy spiked with five-star whiskey, sweet and smooth with a burning edge. That's amazing. Cotton candy spiked with five-star whiskey. That's what I was told. Who the hell wrote that? I don't know who told me that. I forget. But uh, I wrote it, actually. I just picked up things that everybody else said and put them all into one bio. This indie pop rocker had recently completed a six-song EP by John Webster, Tom Cochran, Biff Naked. Her collection of powerful songs rings the message of internal strength. Bobby Joe's love for life shines through in everything that she does. Hey, thank you for phoning into the Nardwari Human Serviette radio show here today, Bobby Joe. I appreciate that. <laughs> but this is interesting, and you mentioned a bit about Ireland here. Bobby Joe will be performing in the UK from May to June. Mm-hmm. Belfast, London, Brighton. Be sure to see this girl live at Singer Songwriter Nights and pick up a copy of her new CD. In April, Bobby Joe was chosen at Lavery's Bar in Belfast to, to perform a half hour set due to the enthusiastic response from the audience at the open mic night. That is amazing. You know, nobody ever puts in their bio that they performed at like an open mic night. Nobody's proud of that, but you are. (laughs) That's where I started, Nardwar. That's great, though, that you mentioned that. I didn't put in my bio at the time, but thanks for embarrassing me. Because when you go on tour and the word open mic night comes up, it just sounds like, a.k.a., the tour hasn't been booked properly, and you're like, you show up at the actual bar. So it's kind of like a bad word, open mic night, to true, some people. True, but actually, with open mic nights, and I'm sure a lot of uh, singer-songwriters know this, with open mic nights, um, it's a really great place to meet people, and um, it is a, a good way to be heard. And I, I met lots of people in the music industry in Vancouver doing that. So it was, it was a, good, a good thing to do. And you ended up getting an encore in Ireland? I did. It was fun. I went to uh, a bar called Lavery's. And, yeah, I got an encore, and they asked me to come back the next week. And they paid me, I don't know, 40 quid or something. And they gave me a huge bottle of beer for, um, for uh, winning. So that was cool. Did you ever get depressed doing the open mic nights? No, but I don't do them anymore. But did you ever get depressed? <laughs> no, not at all, because, I don't know, I love people, so it was really great to meet people. And Did you see people failing at open mic nights? <laughs> there's always people failing in some sort of the word. You know, there's a lot of beginners at open mics, so, so, um, but they also succeed a lot, even if, you know, Generally, they failed, like maybe they couldn't get through the whole song. They at least succeeded by trying to get up on stage and perform. Now, Bobby Joe Moore, I'm also still somewhat confused, if you have a double, because I noticed there's another Bobby Joe Moore who participated in the Yorktown Cowboy Festival. Oh, I don't know, but uh, have you seen the Chris Isaac show? No. The Chris Isaac show, there's, uh, his muse is a naked mermaid with blonde hair, and she, uh, she actually lives in Vancouver, and her name is Bobby Joe Moore. 
I get uh, I get some phone calls <laughs> looking for her sometimes. So oh that's... yes, I have seen that. Yes, I was reminded of that when you mentioned the nakedness. Yes, I have <laughs> seen that. I just mentioned that because in the Yorktown Cowboy Festival, way up there in the Yukon or something like that, there was a Bobby Joe Moore that competed on a cow horse, and the name of the horse was Rockin' Roan Bar. I thought that was interesting. Rockin', you know, rockin', the rock of and roll course, connection. Of course, that is interesting. So I thought that might have been you, but you denied it. That you ever participated in any cow? I, wish I could admit to it. That, that any, might have been fun. In any cow horse festival. <laughs> Who is Dr. Trey? Dr. Trey's a really good friend of mine. Why do you ask? He appears in one of your videos, pushing his head, singing oh, backups. Oh yeah, Dr. Trey. Dr. Trey is uh, is in a band called the Car Mechanics, uh, which I believe I sent you a link to their stuff as well. The Car Mechanics are a ska band in Vancouver, and Dr. Trey raps and he plays trombone um, in the car mechanics. So, yeah, he stuck his head into the picture. But uh, we've played shows with Dr. Trey, and uh, we've been friends for, I think, a little over a year. Well, thanks so much for phoning into the Nardwarty Human Serviette radio show here today, Bobby Joe of the Elixirs. Really appreciate it. Next week, you're playing at the Lamplighter. Maybe tell the people a bit more about that. What a bill. Uh, it is going to be a great bill. It's going to be high energy, lots of fun, lots of people there, lots of drinking, lots of dancing. Come on out for sure. It's going to be a great time. And who are the bands participating again? Just one more time there. The, the Golden Wedding Band, us, the Elixirs. Uh, the highballs and internet sensation from Iowa is Leslie and the Lies. And I think right now we're going to end by playing a bit of your music and then afterwards we'll play a bit by Leslie and the Lies too with her big hit. Gem Sweater, I think, is her big hit, isn't it? Isn't I don't that? know. Perhaps it is. It sounds like a hit. That's the one that's on her MySpace page. So we will play that one. But right now we're going to end with Colorful Summer by okay. the Elixirs. What can you tell the people about Colorful Summer, Bobby uh, Joe? Colorful Summer was actually um, the first uh, ska type song I ever wrote. So, so that's kind of neat that you're playing that one. It's, uh, I don't know, it's fun. Well, thanks so much, Bobby Joe. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do. Do do. Around with you in a gallery of 
song is called can't stop the gem but the gem stopped that's a little taste of leslie and the lies who will be playing next friday night at the lamplighter with the elixirs from vancouver british columbia canada and before that a track by the elixirs called colorful summer so we'll try to continue this right now on the leslie and the lies tip let's see if we can continue this on and see if the song will continue to play can't stop the gem now just to get an idea what a gem sweater is you might want to check out leslie hall and that's leslie l-e-s-l-i-e hall.com and click on the gem sweater gallery and you will see these amazing sweaters that she has collected and she's bringing her mobile gem sweater museum to vancouver british columbia canada with her band as well Leslie and Elias. So please, let's resume with Can't Stop the Gem. Let's try one more time here. If this goes... Getting paid for my pretty things 
reach for the skies, what can my eyes for garage band, they say. Well, I learn my rhythms and I learn my rhymes and I learn my beats of clapping every time. Ladies, would you braid my hair? Still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. That was take two of Can't Stop the Gems by Leslie and the Lies, who will be performing next Friday night at the Lamplighter with the Elixirs, who were on Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show earlier. Now, speaking of gem, those are gem sweaters, G-E-M. There also is the Gem Gallery in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, but that is J-E-M, just east of Maine. And they're actually presenting a gig tomorrow night with the Manvilles at Richards on Richards. If you would like to go to that gig for free, 604 604- 822-2487. That's UBC CITR. Gem Productions presents The Manvils. And it's next, actually, it's tomorrow night. Sorry, next tomorrow night, 8 p.m., March 24th, at Richards on Richards. So give us a call here if you'd like to go to that gig for free, courtesy the Just East of Maine Gallery. Right now, to end an Ardwardy Human Serviette radio show, I am going to play a record called Class of 1976. I was playing the Leslie and the Lies stuff off MySpace. It's really cool how now to reach people, you can just put your music on the internet. To reach people before, of course, you had to put stuff on vinyl. 
it was pretty expensive to do that. And what's really neat about vinyl and stuff is it was the only way to put something, to distribute it to people if you wanted them to hear it pretty much, if you didn't want to use tape deck or reel-to-reel or something like that. So oftentimes, companies put out records just to give to their employees. And I think I found one of these records. It's a record that wouldn't have been available in any stores. It would just be a record given to their employees. And I think what it is is it's from the Labatt Marketing Department of Labatt Breweries. And it's like a celebrity roast for all their employees and managers who have sold so much. So we're going to play this record right here. It's called Recycle Smiles, Class of 1976. And it's got this really cool lettering on the front, really psychedelic, kind of like that smile, happy face image. And on the back, there's a whole bunch of pictures and no real text. The only thing it says on the back is, we wish to acknowledge the following for their time and contribution. Jim Halt from Seafun Radio, Babe Pratt from the Vancouver Canucks, and a special thanks to Wayne Cox, CKNW Radio, without whose extra time and effort, this production could have been avoided. And then there's pictures of all these people at this celebrity roast. So what I think this is, is, and maybe if you know what it is, you can give me a call, 604. 4822487 it's an actual record put out by an actual company Labatt to celebrate a whole bunch of their employees selling a whole bunch of beer and then after this event they want to hand it to employees so they can remember this night forever it was never for sale but now you're going to get a chance to go inside a Labatt roast from 1976 this is class of 1976 and I think the narrator is Wayne Cox, who still is on TV and doing stuff on BCTV. You can probably watch them tonight doing the weather. 604-822-247, 604-UBC-CITR if you want to win those tickets to go see the Manvilles tomorrow night at Richards on Richards. Harbour Towers Hotel in Victoria, where the marketing department of Labatt's Breweries of British Columbia are gathered for an evening of drinking and good fellowship. This group of ski bums, plumbers, and cowboys have achieved a first in the province of BC by attaining and surpassing 50% of the market share. And with just cause, they are here to celebrate and to be rewarded. So if you can all keep your knickers up and squeeze it for a while, let's get on with the show. Vice President and General Manager, Bob Benendike. Mr. Holt, Mr. Holt, good morning. Hi, Ben. Uh, where have you been today? Uh, just returning from a court where I defended Bob Benendike, Vice President of Labatt's, on an indecent exposure charge. Well, how did it go? Well, the judge asked if he was married and if he had any children. And when Bob said he had six kids... The judge dismissed the charge. Why is that? 
Well, Mr. Holt, the judge figured anyone who had that many children didn't have time to keep their pants up. Our BC leader we know is Bob, and running three breweries sure is a job, and for the success, a song could be sung, though not by Bob. He speaks with forked tongue. Our first drunken candidate this evening is Homer Beatty. Oh, for heaven's sakes, would someone turn that guy's head off? The light is blinding us. As clear as a shining star, Homer always kept a very neat car. To step in is a treat, but first wipe your feet or follow behind in the street. Boo! Flying in on TWA, top WAP airlines, to be with us this evening, Cy Brandolini. While away on a promo in Tirana, Cy almost had a trauma in the sauna. He was sitting in there when in came Pierre with his wife, who was following behind her. Here's a guy who's interrupted his ski schedule to be entertained by a four-letter word, work. The rumors are sound that when Burns leaves town, the ladies are often sorry, for in their plight, often late at night, he's given them their glory. Next we have, down from the north, that cantankerous cowboy, Bill Clark. That dirty old egg-sucking dog. In Prince George, up on a hill, you'll often find our Bill, says he it's a great life to escape from your wife and have Labatt's pay for the bill. And next we have someone very near and dear to our hearts. In Kamloops, we have our Phil. Who can, who does, and who will, to all there's no other, a cheer for our brother, who we affectionately call Mother. Mama. Our next celebrant, a player for the Labatt's No Stars, stops all the fielders cold when she runs the bases, Dammy Damstrom. A summer promo in Kimberley, old hands, whose passions were gingerly, took Dammy aside and tried and tried and tried, but left at the threat of an injury. Oh, would you look at the wreck on that? <laughs> Next, the Labatt Port Laureate, Ken Dickerson. At all of the meetings, there's Ken, who's being quite handy with a pen. Many lines would compose while others would doze, then read them out at the end. And now the biggest dick of them all. The biggest fisher we have is Dick. When fishing, he knows every trick. And being named Fisher suits Dick just fine because he's fishing all of the time. The amazing Mr. Bad. 
Assistant sales manager Good made it very well understood when at Parksville one day, his swimsuit taken away, that someone would have to pay. And now Doug Good. You know, they say his knees go out more than he does. His secretary told him she had good news and bad news. Doug says, give me the good news first. Well, Mr. Good, you're not sterile. When Doug got up this morning, it looked so good, he left it out all day. Oh. Now, one of the truly great veterans of all time, George Green. manager on the BC scene for many years has been George Green. Fit as a fiddle from running in the park and on afternoons from visiting the mark. Friend George Green. When he was born, the doctor took one look at George and slapped his mother. He's now in the age group that every time he puts his glass down, someone puts their teeth in it. At home, he has Geritol running out of his taps. He always speaks his mind. It usually lasts 20 seconds. a tough boss. He sent Kaplan up to Smithers, and Kaplan ran into a snowstorm. He phoned George and told him he'd be stuck for three days. What'll I do? George said, start your vacation. Take it in. Uh, I got to get this name. Giuliani? Giuliani. 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 And now for a report from the World Spaghetti Eating Championships, here's Jim... Uh, sorry. Giuliani? Giuliani. These guys don't write phonetically. And now for a report from the World Spaghetti Eating Championships, here's Jim Giuliani. Giuliani. And now for a report from the World Spaghetti Eating Championships, here's Jim Giuliani. <laughs> One of the greatest eaters there are. None can come close by far. Those who have tried have lost all their pride to Jim Giuliani, our star. We're now moving closer to the contestants' tables to get an up-to-the-minute report. 
Waiting the arrival of uh, my friend uh, Ben Gay. Oh, Mr. Holt, Mr. Holt, Mr. Holt. Good morning. Hi, Ben. Uh, where are you going in your uh, gym shorts? Well, I'm off to play handball with Larry Harnett of Labatt's. Uh, by the way, uh, could you uh, move your car? Well, why would you want me to move my car, Ben? Well, Mr. Holt, the shortest of all is Larry, who, according to Harry, you can upset and disturb and further perturb by suggesting handball against the curb. <laughs> Moving right along, we have... King of the road, I the great old veteran is Howie, who calls with a great deal of Zowie. He would drink and be merry, but then, quite contrary, would go dry in February. Now, the fellow with the biggest wrench around, Terry Hughes. I've been flushed from the bathroom of your heart. Among the mountains so tall, Hughes is our man on call. For his work, it is scored, and he gets his reward, first prize at the Plumber's Ball. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Unable to escape Mr. Bad, leaves John Cash very sad. Each day, they do ride at each other's side, and at the end of the day, John's glad. Our kosher friend named Larry, whose driving resembled Harry Carey, to the police said, I'm fine, as he fell off the line and couldn't drive till February. We're here at Labatt's with George Green and Doug Good. Uh, George and Doug, do you have any comments now that Larry Kaplan is back driving again? Then there's Harry Kirkpatrick. Harry's Austrian bride is very funny. Harry was out back of his home with the kids, showing them how to fly a kite. After six tries, it was no go. His bride hollered out the window, you need more tail. Harry says, today she tells me. Last night she told me to go fly a kite. And now here's huge Harry. A fellow whose name is Harry was often called Cherry Canary. For his singing, not so, but for the glow on his face, which was red as a cherry. Next on our list of graduates, we have Ken McTeer, who is... Like a rhinestone cowboy. Calling him cowboy suits Ken. If he weren't bow-legged, he'd be 5'10". And if he weren't born yesteryear, the NHL would have McTeer. And what would Labatt's do then? And now, from Cobbler's Row, Colin Nichols. 
As the months and the years slip away, Colin remembers his days at the bay. At first it was shoes, and then came the booze, but Labatt's is the best, he'll say. the person responsible for using more Spanish coffee ingredients than anyone else on the West Coast, Peter Olin. No sugar tonight in my coffee, no sugar tonight in my tea, no sugar to stand beside me, no sugar to run with me. No reason for us to be saucy because he spent $400 on coffee. We still like Olin, though it rhymes with Poland, and wish he would do it more often. And here's parsimonious Dick Price. You know, Dick is not a cheap bastard, but his neighbor told me last Christmas Eve he fired a gun off in the living room, went upstairs, and told his kid Santa Claus had committed suicide. Down from his Ponderosa in Kelowna, Dick Price. One day while making a call, Price caused a proprietor to fall. For his aim, it was true, how unfortunate for Lou, but for Dick, it had meant no blue. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program to get an up-to-date report from the shores of Como Lake, where recently new sightings of the Como Lake monster have reportedly taken place. This is your Johnny on the Spot reporter standing on the shores of the deep and murky Como Lake. We've been here for six years and nothing's happened, but, oh, wait, wait, there's something happening. Something's coming out of the water. Oh, my, oh, 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 I can see it. I can see it. It's got dark, kinky hair. It's, it's, oh. The incomparable Grant Shaw. And then there's Mr. G, whose wife finds him difficult to see. Though clever and bright, he's out every night, and she wonders why this should be. Next, from the land of purple feet... Stocko. Some time ago, it was a sight to see the roof almost blow over who got the key. Though no one would say that it was Ray, Mr. Good found out the very same day. My girl, my girl, my girl, Bill. A PR man named Bruce was thinking of giving a goose, but one of his reaches grabbed the wrong breeches, and since then we've called him Peaches. William's hands were shaking as he took his glass of wine. And I could see we both felt the same. And when his eyes met mine, I said, who we love and why we love, it's hard to understand. So let's just sit here on the couch and face this man to man. Now we're going to hear from one of the great Labatt lovers, Hugh Thorburn. Victoria salesman Hugh to ladies would talk and woo. He would ask, find, seek, find, crab, goose. Excuse me. She was only 16, only 16, but I 
victorious salesman Hugh, to ladies would talk and woo. He would seek, find, and meet a girl, then retreat, and later submit a receipt. We'd laugh and we'd say two funny things, and it made our hearts glow. Fresh from a long, drawn-out 60-second meeting, Gord Weaver. He is my brother. After a curling promo one day, Gord Weaver was traded away. Though at first it seemed vile, we took with a smile two cases of Molson's old style. Gordy Weber. Gosh, it was awful to see Gordy parading around a swimming pool at his motel in Palm Springs last winter in a t-shirt with a large 69 printed on back and front. Below the 69, it read, don't eat the trees, eat the beavers. Out the hallway at the Harbor Towers talking to Mike McGinnis, Labatt Marketing Director. Mike, what have you got to say on exceeding 50% of the BC market? Mike McGinnis has worked the route. Calgary, Toronto, new feet of boot. Back to Vancouver with Columbia Brew, but the change to Labatt's is a dream come true. Well, everyone, we've reached the point in time where we will soon bid farewell. But before we dim the lights and commit this gathering and laughter to memory, perhaps it would be appropriate to reflect for a few moments on the evening. It is hoped that only good feelings were created tonight, and that the presentations will be a reminder of not only the hard work and lighter moments we've shared, but also of the feeling of closeness and brotherhood that results from working together. So, without further ado, the parting words are health, prosperity, and happiness to you and yours. And as you go into the night to celebrate and relive these past laughs, remember, tomorrow comes early. But fear not, there is a sweetness to each new day. And to help you welcome it, a few words. When I awoke this morning, a brand new day was born. A robin perched upon my sill to announce the coming dawn. The bird was fragile, young and gay, so sweetly did it sing that thoughts of love and tenderness into my heart did bring. I smiled softly at the song, and then as it paused, a lull, I slowly put the window down and crushed its fucking skull. <laughs> That is awesome. Some swearing live on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I think that makes it worth it to listen to the entire record just to hear the word fuck at the very end. Now, what the hell was that record? Man, that just completely surprised me. I had no idea that that was at the end there. What the hell did you just hear? What the hell did we just hear? We just heard a record called Class of 1976. I got this at a church sale a little while back. Had never really fully listened to it until just now. There's another side. We won't subject you to that. What I think it is is one of these records that a company will make to hand out to their employees to make the employees feel worthwhile. Therefore, we probably went down through every employee that worked for the West Coast offices of Labatt and then they cut to like a little song to give them a little ode or something like that. And the record is called Class of 1976. Interesting enough, narrated by Wayne Cox, who's still on the air at 
PCTV or Global or whatever it is. And also on this record, there's a whole bunch of other mentions to a few other people here, like Babe Pratt from the Vancouver Canucks and Jim Hout from Seafun probably had something to do with cutting up all the records, like they're allowed access to the record library. So really, an interesting sort of item. This would be a record that would not be for sale. It would just be given to employees of the company. Nowadays, I guess, the employees would get it on CDR or DVD or it would be on the internet. But back in the 70s, they made like limited edition runs of records and stuff just to hand out to their employees. So there you have it. Class of 1976, and as best I can deduce, a marketing record for the marketing department of Labatt Breweries. Well, not really a marketing record, more like a celebration record for everybody that worked in the marketing department of Labatt Breweries. Not we haven't said Labatt Breweries enough, but it's probably the only record and only ad that has the word fuck and Labatt in it and is actually authorized by Labatt. Thank you so much, Wayne Cox. Right now, we're going to end the Nardwari Human Serviette Radio Show with an artist whose work actually is available at the Gem Gallery in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is I Brain Eater, a couple tracks from I Brain Eater from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. It actually sounds like he's eating while singing at the same time. Probably a little turntable prompt, so we'll just remove the Labatt record. Yeah, I have to fit that in there again and put on some eye brain eater on that turntable. Excuse me for one moment while I do so. Guaranteed. 